Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And what they're saying is so crazy and so street, but sometimes their approach is so laid back. You know, their, their voices. Jada got the smooth, laid back style. Styles P are talking about ripping your head off, but say it in the most calm, ill tone. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Accolades Conversation Series, in which I talk to some of my favorite artists about who or what they would recommend me checking out. Make sure to subscribe to our channel or hit the like button. Skyzoo is an American actor and rapper. He has released a number of notable solo and collaborative albums between 2006 and now. He has also released a bunch of non-commercial mixtapes, including Corner Store Classic and The Great Debater. He has worked with artists such as Jill Scott, Well, Lloyd Banks, Tyrese, Dr. Dre, Raheem Devon, Black Thoughts, Talib Kweli, Jadakiss, Spike Lee, John Legends, and others. He owns and operates the independent record label First Generation Rich. I spoke to Skyzoo about Jadakiss, an American rapper from Yonkers, New York. He began his career in the 1990s as a member of the rap trio The Locks, managed by Rough Riders and signed with Bad Boy. After leaving the label in 1999, they signed a joint venture deal between Interscope and Rough Riders. He is currently signed to Def Jam and D-Block. Jadakiss' debut solo album, Kiss the Game Goodbye, was released in 2001. He has released three more solo studio albums, another album with The Locks, and an album with fellow rapper Fabulous. In 2007, Jadakiss signed with Jay-Z's Rockefeller and Def Jam, which, with Rough Riders, co-released his 2009 album The Last Kiss. Altogether, he has released five studio albums, most recently Ignatius in 2020. If you are into my illustrations, this series started as an illustration book, which you can still get on our website, CrateRecords.be. This is what Skyzoo had to add. Wow, for me, uh, as far as me being an MC, being a lyricist, being a writer, there's so many people that have influenced me and inspired me. From day one, you know, I started rhyming at nine years old. I'm 39 now, so I've been putting the pen to the pad for 30 years. You know, I haven't been in the game for 30 years, obviously. I didn't get on at nine, but... Um, I've been outside in the park shooting jumpers and working on my handle for 30 years, for lack of a better term. And for me, there's so many people that have inspired me and influenced me uh, in my music. But one of the people who I talk about often, who I think deserves all the flowers that a, a flower shop can hold, is Jadakiss. You know, Jadakiss is somebody, New York City, one of the greatest to ever do it out of New York, one of the greatest to ever do it, period regardless of the region or where you're from, it's just something so unique about his approach to lyricism, him being a monster with the pen, the metaphors, the similes, what he does, and you know the way he breaks it down, the way he attacks a beat, the way he puts it all together. But there's something so unique about his approach. There have been a lot of people who've been able to do those things, but the way he does it is so engaging and it pulls you in on so many different levels. Jada is somebody who, the moment I heard him, I knew my approach to lyricism and emceeing was gonna be changed forever. You know, the moment I heard him at 14 years old, I was 14, you know, ninth grade, and hearing him on Clue tapes. You know, if you're from New York, you know, in the 90s, 
being a teenager in the mid to late 90s, you know, Clue Tapes was everything. You know about DJ Clue Tapes, and if you didn't, then you wasn't on the scene. You know, so for me, 14 years old, ninth grade, you know, 96 or whatever that was, 96, 97, going into those years and just hearing the locks for the first time. And the locks is my favorite group ever. You know, shout to Styles P, amazing. Shout to Sheik Mooch, a monster. You know, um, what the three of them have done and what they continue to do is award worthy to me. You know, it deserves all the accolades in the world. And I was hooked on the locks as a group from day one. And it was something about this kid with this really unique name, something so unique about his name. It was like, what does that even mean? What is a Jada kiss, right? And I've heard that my whole life with my name, so I can relate. When I first started, people was like, what is a sky zoo? What the hell is a sky zoo? What does that even mean? The sky, but the zoo, the jungle, the cloud, what is wrong with you? You know, like that was what I got on my name, but I refused to change it. And now, no one even blinks an eye. Yo, that's Sky Zoo. He's crazy. Yo, that's Sky Zoo. He's top tier. He's upper echelon. He's a legend. Whatever you want to say. And it was the same thing with Jada. So the first time you heard it, was like, what is a Jada kiss? What does that even mean? And it didn't matter. It was like, yo, this dude is incredible. <laughs> like, this, this dude is, is, is next level. I'd never heard MCing with that approach. The early Jada kiss was like this good fella, mobster, it was like the movie Goodfellas come to life on a beat, the way he would rhyme, you know? Gucci slip-ons and sweaters, black M5s with the headers, Andrew Marks be the levers, mob hats with the feathers, whatever, Goodfellas. It was like, you never heard that approach. And it was so authentic and so believable, but he was a dark-skinned dude from Yonkers. And it was just, it just made so much sense. You know, he was able to take the street side and then add this kind of, mafioso side but it wasn't overboard a lot of people was doing that in the mid 90s going overboard you know guys who really started that like wu-tang of course was the first ones to do the mob style you know um big of course you know was doing it Nas started doing it jay was doing it but they all made it unique and real and then a lot of people started doing it and they just went overboard with it trying to be big and Jay and Wu and Nas and all of them. But when the locks did it, it just, it made so much sense. They was doing it the way Wu was. They was doing it the way big was. It just made so much sense. And it was special, man. And and then even outside of the mafioso style, just later on when he left Bad Boy and the locks went to Rough Riders, it became more gritty and less mafioso. And it was still bananas. And it was just the things he was doing lyrically. I just, I was, I was captivated. And then, you know, the voice, you know, I remember Puff said something once about him. Puff said, Jada Kiss vocally is like Miles Davis as far as his voice, the raspy to it, right? Like the raspiness to it and all of that. It's like a Miles Davis feel and it's this cool element to it. You may have a raspy voice, but you could be barking and screaming and going crazy. Jada has the raspy voice and it's the coolest dude in the world laid back. You know, you already know what it's about when I run up in your house, put the gun up in your mouth, money at the couch hearing you out is senseless perhaps for instance i give this back a french kiss it's like the raspy voice with the cool laid back it is miles davis-esque you know as far as the sound maybe you know it, it's different because obviously miles is jazz but it's the sound you know the tone and with things he was doing with that pen you know it, it's just um Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going through lines in my head from the Clue Tape days, 96, 97, and it's a shame he could rhyme, play a love crime, every late night he outside with the nine, you ain't got chips, fuck the world, you got chips, 
you can fuck the next man girl. It sound harsh, but they didn't rip the part. My world, thugs can rule. I'm selling packs for cool. And knocked off 100 sacks, brought packs to school. No diploma. It was just was like, what is going on? You know, and, and I always tell people one of the keys to being an elite MC is separating yourself from the pack of guys who write. And what they're saying is crazy, but you still don't look at them as being one of the best. One of the, the tips that I'll give away, big tip, but I'll give it away, it's sounding effortless. That's one of the deciding factors, right? Like your pen could go crazy and you go, yeah, blah, 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 and, and you just like rush in to get, even if you do the loud, screamy stuff like DMX, rest in peace DMX, legend, he still, even when, with the aggressive nature, it felt and sounded effortless. The key to being looked at as one of those elite guys is that when you do it, it sounds effortless. Effortlessness is, is completely in the approach, mm -hmm. meaning like no okay. matter what you're talking about. Of course, you want it to be real. Of course, the best MCs are the ones who speak their real life and speak real things that are happening and not making up a, a story and pretending to be, pretending that their life was something that it wasn't. You know, like the best MCs are the ones who give you them, themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about strictly the approach. Strictly when you rhyme in the approach, you know, one of the examples I give people a lot. If you look up when most Def was on the Chappelle show and they was in the car freestyling mm -hmm. and most is in the car with Dave and Dave is driving and they playing a beat tape and he's pull up on your block on glow hair all in the color. Uh, so I'm most definitely not think so front on y'all but and it's effortless it's just like yo like it sound like he not even trying he's yeah. just nah, 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 nah. you know black thought is a master at that when you hear black thought rhymes it's regardless of how intricate it is and how crazy the lyricism is that black thought is providing you it sounds effortless the way he's rattling it off you know it's the effortlessness of course, the pen got to be top notch and everything got to be crazy. But if you can do it effortlessly or make it sound effortless, even if you're putting all your effort into it, if it sound like, yeah, I do this in my sleep, mm -hmm. that's when you separate yourself. And that's one of the little keys that fans don't even realize. But that's what separates. That's what flips the light switch between being really dope and being elite. And Jada is a master at that. You know, he's a master at that. And um, it was all of those things combined. And at the time, he was, what, 21 <laughs> when he first came out? And it was all these things. I was like, yo, this guy is it. So, I, man, when I was coming up, when I was in high school, I had a line I said later on in a freestyle series. I did the Penny Freestyle Series. I said, though, Jada Kiss was Jesus. I just wanted to be the locks. Like, I really did. Like, I was like, yo, he's it. Like, don't say nothing bad about Jada to me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I got a friend, and I, I said it in the story that we did. I got a friend who we were talking about Jada having the same conversation because he's a, a big Jada fan as well. My man, Anthony Donahue, shout to him. And um, he said something one time. He said, man, Jada Kiss could rap about paint drying and make it sound good. And I was like, absolutely. You nailed it. Absolutely. That's what it is. He could rhyme about anything and make it sound fly and make it sound dope and make it sound elite and make it sound ill. Jada could rhyme about paint drying and make it sound great. You know, and... He, he's he's a special MC, man, a special, special MC. I'm honored to have had the privilege to work with him and build a relationship with him and, and kick it with him. And, and I mean, I was the 14 year old kid going crazy. And now I could text him. Yo, what up? How, how was that? How was that the first time you were in the same room with him? Like when you when you talk, like a 14 year old yourself? Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm the 14 year old version of me is going crazy. Like, mm -hmm. 
I'm like, Dak, if I could go back to 96 and tell myself, yo, y'all are getting ready to get really cool and do some music together, and he's going to respect your pen and be a fan of your pen. Like, I would have went crazy, you know? So, and Jada shows me dumb love. Every time I drop a record, he hits me, whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I know the respect is there. And, and for somebody who I grew up on, who taught me how to do this from afar, you know what I mean? I didn't know him, but he taught me how to do this. For me to get that back, like to get that love is incredible. You know, he, he's an icon, he's amazing. I knew it forever, but the world figured it out with the Versus joint. You know, the yeah. world figured it out when Versus happened. Um, I knew it forever. And I've seen well, the, the thing is, about- The thing is from the outside, like from Belgium, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you're, I'm the same age as you are, I think. Um, I'm, I turned, just turned 40. I remember in the 90s when, when Jadakiss, like when, when we heard that name from out here, it was like the bridge between, I would say like Mob Deep and Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like- Great way to put it. Great yeah, way to like, put it. Yeah. Mob, Mob Deep was like the, like I had this conversation with Slug from Atmosphere uh, for this series as well. He, he named yeah. Prodigy of Mob Deep. He, he put it in a nice way. Like if Jay-Z would be Superman, then Prodigy would be Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man mm. is more down to earth, the more, you know, like, in, like Jay-Z is a superstar. I always pictured, like, the lock somewhere in between, like, like in that spectrum. That, that's, a, that's a hell of an analogy, man. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Because, yeah, like, and that's what I said earlier. Like, you had the street side that they always represent. They literally said, we are the streets, right? Like, they always represent that. But then they were able to do all these other things with their styles and no pun intended with their styles but um the mafioso stuff that they was doing and then the hits that they were on and you know it just that's a perfect way to put it you know that in between you know and um that they represent so many things on so many levels within hip-hop and when it comes to the versus joint you know i already knew how they get down on stage i've opened up shows for them you know i've done shows where i went on right before them for 30 40 minutes or whatever and then they come out after and go crazy so I've seen them perform live and you listen to the music and what they saying is so crazy and so street, but sometimes their approach is so laid back, you know, their, their voices. Jada got the smooth laid back style. Styles P are talking about ripping your head off, but say it in the most calm, ill tone and the most calm demeanor. Sheik is a beast, of course, but he's not yelling and screaming. He's just exerting his aggression in a different way with what he's doing. And when you see them on stage, it's like red and meth. Like, the energy is insane. You know they smoke a lot. You know they drink a lot. They chill. So you would think the show is going to be laid back. And you see them on stage, and they bouncing all over the stage. They standing back to back. Ain't nobody in the world you know. Thurber was this. Bust off and leave a hot barrel dead on your lip. And they back to back, and then they spinning around. And it's like, yo, it's a whole different experience. So I knew when the verses went down, I knew, man, and, you know, shout to Dipset. I'm a Dipset fan. You know, if you're from New York, that was a part of our fabric and our culture, See, that's, for sure. Yeah, for, for us and, for us here, it was like uh, I was so deep into Wu-Tang and all that, like, very, yeah, Bad Boy was for me something we ignored for a very, like, at least the first couple of ye- years because it was, oh, rap is turning mainstream. We need to stay away from that, which is completely right. wrong looking at it backward a- afterwards. Right. But, Right, in hindsight, yeah. In New York, bad boy ran it. You know, I'm a bad boy guy. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. regardless of how you look at me, oh, Sky Zoo, his music is real and authentic and true and underground or whatever you want to say. And that's cool. And I appreciate that. But I'm a bad boy guy because I grew up a block away from Biggie. So there's no way I'm not a bad boy kid. You know what I mean? I, I'm a I'm a product of that. You know what I mean? Like, my neighborhood was covered in bad boy posters. My neighborhood was covered in bad boy stickers. 
I'm a bad boy kid all day. If yeah. we talking labels, Rockefeller, Rough Riders, bad, I'm bad boy. You know, I love all of them. They all got hits. They all got incredible music. I'm team bad boy because that was my neighborhood. Was the West Coast, East Coast thing really like living in the streets there as well? Yeah, as kids, you know, because like you said, we the same age pretty much. As kids, it was there, but we was kids, so we ain't know nothing. We just knew, yo, we listened to Big over Pac, yo, we listened to so-and-so over this, but we still was fans of Pac, right? Like, mm -hmm. Ambitions of a Rider was like one of my favorite records. And like, you know, of course we didn't like hit him up because he was talking about the yeah. guy from up the block who was our yeah. superhero, you know what I mean? Like, but you know, it wasn't like, wild like that it just sucks that it turned into that but again we was kids you know so it's different when you're 25 years old you're able to run around and, and go do something to somebody and that turns into a whole different dynamic we was 14 years old sitting on the step eating a hero so we was just fans of the music and and we knew it was stupid as far as like hi you know east first west like that's stupid we knew it was dumb but it also became a well who's your favorite rappers are you a yeah, Biggie yeah. fan or are you a tupac fan Of course, we was Biggie fans since we lived up a block. But we also liked Pac. We respected it. Loved Brenda Had a Baby. Loved all that, you know. And California Love was crazy, you know. So in hindsight, you just look back at it. And it was so stupid, you know. It was so bad. But, um, you know, it was all about who were you a fan of with the music. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we was, we was bad boy fans because that was up the block. Big was 45 seconds away. I don't know how hard is it to explain technical what it is about Jadakiss that makes him standouts except for like his deliverance and stuff like that like the 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 way he rhymes is there like a pattern or whatever like that you that you're like oh i have a saying where you never take a bar off he never takes a bar off mm -hmm. you know some mcs take a bar off and sacrifice a bar for the setup like okay this is going to be the setup so i may not have said nothing crazy here i may have gone three bars without saying nothing too crazy but that fourth bar is going to be crazy so that's the setup yeah he doesn't take a bar off and and he taught me that You know, I'm the type of MC I don't take a bar off. Whether I'm, it's a spitter, and a spitter is a joint where you just rhyme and going crazy. So whether it's a spitter, or whether it's, um, you know, a story joint, or whether it's a reflective or a deep joint, I still don't take a bar off. I just figure out a way to tell the story. I won't compromise the story for a metaphor, and I won't compromise a metaphor for for the story. And that's very hard to do. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people. Everything has to be a metaphor. They got to kill you. A metaphor, metaphor. So now when they're telling the story, it's metaphored out. And it yeah. sounds stupid. It's like, really? I just wanted you to tell me the story about how you love this girl. Or I just wanted you to tell me the story about how you grew up. Or whatever it was. You're doing that using a billion metaphors every bar. Because your whole thing is, I got to be nice. I got to be nice. That's not good writing. And then on the flip side, some people tell the story with no metaphor. So they're just telling you it was a hot day because the sun was out. It was 90 degrees, so we had to get a bottle of water. It's like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me something. Because yeah. I could have just read that in a book, you know? So <laughs> there's a way to do it in between, and it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's another thing that separates nice and elite. I say it all the time. There's a difference between nice and elite. A lot of people are nice, but they're not elite. And they yeah. get looked at as elite, but they're not elite. So being able to do that is one of those things. And I learned that from Jada. And, and he he's a master at that as well. If, if somebody doesn't know who Jadakiss is, like anybody in the world, what would be yeah. the track that you would play for them to show them, like, this is it? Like, I'm, I know how hard that must be to answer. It's very, very. Yeah. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be an obvious answer either. It's like more of like what would be a deep cut or whatever that, that would be like. Yeah, I would say... 
I would say by your side would be one of those ones that I would definitely have to play for somebody. Just his approach to that, the way he obviously piggybacked off the beat with the sample, the by your side, it mm-hmm. take me long, give you the strength to pull out and make these songs. You know, like I would say by your side. I would say the verse from um, major from the Major Look remix, the Nas Major Look remix, one of the dopest verses in hip hop history. Okay. I mean the way the way he attacked that. Sometimes as an MC, a lot of these things are like MC tricks and little things that you notice when you really know the history of lyricism and more so the culture of lyricism when you really understand it. Um, and a lot of that is being an MC and being a lyricist. So it's just like a basketball player. He'll see the game differently than a fan. Fan could be the biggest fan in the world, know all the stats, but you won't see the game the way, you know, LeBron sees it or Melo sees it because they're in it. Like they they do that for a living, you know, or even a retired player. So it's the same thing. You can tell when an MC really loves the beat. You can just tell by the way they approached it. Jada loved that beat. You can tell by the way he approached it. He absolutely loved that beat when he heard it. Ain't nothing but trouble, God. When I kick in the door with D-block, brave hearts in the double law, don't let me let the machine off. This is methadone music that you can lean off. Made you look. The remix with me up on it, I copped your shit. Now I break weed up on it. There's all these little intricacies. There's the inflictions and the dialect and the lyricism and the syllable, the play with, sil- with the syllables and the way they lean on each other. There's all these little things beyond just he said something crazy. But as a listener, you hear it and you're like, yo, he went crazy. He says something crazy, which he did without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But then when you listen to all the little nuances, there's all these other elements. It's like eating a really, really great meal. And you're like, yo, this meal is amazing. But then there's all these little things in it that you didn't even realize were in it. These little spices and things where you'd be like, well, it don't even make sense to put that little little dash of paprika in yeah. there. You know, and these little things that as a, as a consumer, you may be sitting there enjoying the meal and you're like, this is the greatest meal I've ever had, but you don't understand all that went into it. There's something really cool about great albums albums like that, that you play them a couple of years later and you still like find out certain words that you Oh, like. that's the goal. Yeah, that's the that's, goal. That's the that's the Without best thing ever. So you know. Yeah, that that's what that's what I pride myself on. That's been a big part of my career is making music that feeds you later on as well as right now. You know, so you can listen to my records now and love it and get it, but then in five years you can still listen to it and be like, oh snap. Yeah. Wait, he meant oh snap, he meant that. But oh wow! I didn't even catch that five years ago. Yeah. That's what and makes imagine, it worth it. And, and imagine being a guy from Belgium who speaks Dutch as a first language. Like for me, it's even like right. I can I can even get that probably with things that are obvious for you guys. So it's like right because of the language. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a whole different thing, you know. So um, but yeah. With, with that being said, I would say by your side, I would say mm-hmm. uh, the made you look verse. I would say we gonna make it as a or that's him and Styles together. Excellent example of that. And um, a lot of the freestyle stuff, I'm inviting you. He, he flipped the biggie line for the hook. I'm inviting you when you're writing crew, when they dopest rhymes, get up in that ass every time. It was on a Fat Joe Alchemist beat mm-hmm. that uh, the locks did a freestyle to. That would be a great one. He, he's just a master technician with rhyming. Did you reach out to him? Is that, is that how it happened? Or was it a show together? Or how, how did you guys uh, end up? The way we did uh, the record together? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. We would always cross paths, and he was always like, yo, if you need me, I'm here. Cool. Because he was like, yo, I, I love what you're doing. This shit is crazy. If you need me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like blown away, you know, yeah, just of course, because yeah. I, I had worked with so many people at the time 
but that was a, a, a childhood bucket list hero thing, you know, yeah. regardless of who I may have been able to work with or what I may have achieved in the game. That was a childhood bucket list thing. And yeah. um, I knew I wanted it to be on the right project with the right record. And then we did, you know, we did see a key. And when I did the record, I was like, this is for Jada, without a doubt. This is for Jada. And I remember going to D Block Studios and playing it for him, you know, coming through, yo, come in. Remember, he would tell me, yo, come to D Block, let's do the record, come up to D Block, come to Yonkers. You know, and I drove up to Yonkers and, um, you know, I remember playing the record for him and, and I remember him and Styles, because Styles was there. Me and Styles had already worked, which was another childhood bucket list. Yeah. We had already worked before. And I remember Jaden and Styles just with the screw face when they was listening to it. I remember them being like, oh my God. Like, I remember the, the faces they was making, looking at each other like, yo, you hear this? You know what I mean? And um, I was like, man, if the 14 year old me knew what was happening right now, he would flip, you know? And, yeah. and we did the joint, you know, we did yeah. the joint. Shout out to my man, Rose Rome, who, uh, you know, was an instrumental part in, in uh, putting that together. But, you know, putting that meeting and going up to the studio and all that together. I remember getting it back, man. I remember he, he emailed me. Shout out to my man, Dazel, uh, the, the engineer up there at D-Block. And I remember he emailed it to me. And I was like, yo, it's here. You know what I mean? Like, loved it. One of my favorite records I've ever done for multiple reasons. And that being reason number one. Because, you know, he was on it with me. I want to thank Skyzoo for this conversation. On next week's episode, I'm talking to writer and comedian Seth Morris about Brody Stevens. Thanks for listening, watching, or however you check accolades out. I appreciate the thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe to the program. See you next week. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.